Loading snacks. What it do, snackers, snackettes, snack X's. This your boy Gage. I am here with Coop. I'm here with Austin. And it's time for a new episode of Spoiler Boys. Spoiler, Spoiler Boys. Boys. And uh, if you don't know, now you know. We're getting ready to spoil Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, a couple things. One, this movie's been a long time coming. Yeah. Um, this was supposed to have happened a long time ago. Um, we had some. Let's just let's just call it what it is: the firing of James Gunn. <laughs> um, and you know that put a delay in things, caused some infighting. This is a movie that should have happened like three years ago, give or take. Yeah. You know, was originally on the books, and and then things change, and then you add, you know, the pandemic on top of that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm not sure how this movie would have fit in to what the MCU was at the time it was originally supposed to to come out. Mm-hmm. Um. And I have some thoughts on that and and where this movie is now and what it seems to mean to um, to the overall MCU. So we're going to get into that a little bit. Obviously, we're going to talk about the film itself and break down our thoughts on the film itself. Um, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, if you haven't seen this movie again, this is spoiler boys. We're going we're going in deep. So, um, if you don't want to be spoiled, spoiled, this is your one opportunity to get low. Um, cause we, we definitely gonna, gonna, gonna talk details. There's no way to do spoiler boys without it. That's a fact. But I will also tell you this, even if you haven't seen this movie yet, uh, you will still be highly entertained. Oh, we got some things to talk about. <laughs> so... Before we start getting into the nitty gritty and the details and so forth, I want to get some overall thoughts from from you all. Um, well, Coop, I'm going to start with you. Currently, before we have any discussion, get into any details, there are a couple things I want from you. First and foremost, mm-hmm. where do you rank this movie on a scale of 1 to 10? What do you give this movie right now before our discussion? Um, I'll give it a nine. Okay, that's strong. Yeah. Uh, sin. I am at between the seven point five, like an eight. I'm sitting right around there somewhere. All right. So in the theater, I gave it a six. It's probably really an eight. That's what I gave in the um, theater. Uh, yeah, and I—I I mean, I and I—I I, I feel good about it. I've had some time to process it. It's been a couple of days mm-hmm. um, since I saw it. I was considering going and seeing it again uh, before we did this discussion. I'm probably gonna go see it again, which also helps me 
like reconfirm that I'm higher than a six. Because if it, I was like, nah, this is a six, I wouldn't even be thinking about. Yeah. Let's yeah. go see this again. Hmm. Um, Coop, where do you feel like this movie falls in comparison to the other two Guardians movies? First, um, second, third. I feel like this is the best one. Okay. And I say that because you literally see the growth of not only every character, not only every character, but the growth of like them as a family, as a whole, you know? You know, obviously in these movies, you know, you don't get to see what happens in between, but you know, we've gotten the Infinity War, the Endgame, the Christmas special, things like that. It's almost as if like nothing ever really left. You know, you've always been there. Um, I love the I love the I love like just how they're all family you know and how it, I, I think there's been a lot of growth with each character one thing I kind of I don't want to jump too far ahead but one thing that I love the most is that in the first Guardians Quill was all about his music you know what I'm saying obviously and everyone was I was like oh he has to listen to the music or, or Quill needs the music you know he wants the, the music but like it seems like everyone has their song everyone loves music you know like the music in this was incredible for me personally but it almost seems like oh we get it now we get the music aspect of it everyone has a song we we we, we do this this is what we do you know it's a it's a um a backbone of what the guardians are right right they play music throughout nowhere the home mm-hmm. world like, just yeah I mean there's definitely an overarching theme that I think courses throughout the three movies that has to do with that I think that a lot of what your points are and again if this is the best one that's that's fair mm-hmm. I think a lot of those points just have to do with like it's you're towards the end of the story so a lot of the things that you seem to like about it are I think parts of a natural progression right that, right. that just kind of makes sense to me Sam, where would you rank this amongst the, the, the three films? Uh, I loved it a lot more than I did the second one. Uh, the first one is still one of my favorite MCU movies. Just coming off of it, I don't know if I want to... Right now, I'll put it under the first one for me. I don't want to just, since it's so fresh, you know, like in my head, I don't want to like just say it was better than the first one because I love the first one so much. But it, it's, it's pushing up there with me with the first one. Yeah, I just... Everything about the things I didn't see happening in it, and, and like Rocket kind of being like, he's in the movie, but he's pretty much incapacitated for the whole movie, and everybody else kind of stepping up to kind of fill his angry, comedic, whatever void that we would usually have, or whatever. Everybody kind of stepping up to take that spot. I, I, I liked it. I like group being a little bit more, I don't know, serious is the word or whatever. Like I, I just things they did with this one I, I, I really really uh, uh, enjoyed but we'll get into you know all of that as we dive into it I um I hear you on that I, I, I think that <laughs> in this movie there's a lot of yelling like they <laughs> yell at each other a lot <clears throat> and I feel like yeah you're right that that's kind of like the well, Rock is not there to yell. Yeah. Cause normally, like it's they him. do yell at each other. Like, don't get me wrong. Like they do yell at each other in these joints. But like, 
it seems like they're all kind of maybe saying the things that Rocket would be saying if Rocket was there or mm-hmm. acting the way Rocket might be acting if, if Rocket was there in, in a lot of the situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also feels like they're just comfortable with each other enough. That too, yeah. To just kind of like you know what I mean, to just go. They've been together for so long, yeah, yeah. Like like you said, right? Just yeah, like you said, are you like a family? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think for me, um, I think this does rank above the first two films for me. Um, the first movie, I think gets extra credit or at least got extra credit because it was like a full-on experiment and nobody cares about the guardians of the galaxy dog they are a d-tier comic book you know what i mean like within the marvel universe like nobody knows who they are they change who the main characters are all the time not all the time but you know what i mean like they rotate different people out teams not unlike for real, like all superhero teams do that. Like, you know what I mean? They rotate who like the main characters are. Yeah. But it's kind of like when in that first movie, when my man's like, I'm Star Lord, and everybody's like, Who? Like, I never heard of you, dog. That is a that theme of that happening to Peter Quill is also a real thing for the watcher. Like, who is this dude? Who is he supposed to be? And it's kind of like that for all the rest of the characters. So that movie got kind of like extra points because it was like one of those things where like, yo, MCU might just be able to pull off anything because they can just pull characters that didn't really mean anything yeah. to anybody, introduce them, and all of a sudden it's like, nah, this joint was a hit. It was funny. It was mm-hmm. different from everything else. It's out in space. It's not taking place in the same spots as all the rest of the stuff. And it matters, but it doesn't feel quite as interconnected. This movie is the same for me. Right now, other than the storyline of the Guardians, this doesn't necessarily feel MCU connected at all. And so where I'm at with this movie right now is that with this movie, the last time we did a a spoiler boys for an MCU film, my thought on it was, this is the first film... I think in a very long time where I'm like, yo, if you haven't watched A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, like we passed the alphabet for how many movies there are for this joint right now. Like that, that last joint was like, if you haven't seen these, like Ant-Man was like, you're going to be lost. Like it just, none of this stuff matters or feels important or whatever. If you're not already here. I I agree. And there was small things. Yeah, there were small things in this movie they did that too it's almost as if like they try to catch you up like they mentioned things in the Christmas special they mentioned uh, Mantis and, um, and uh, uh, Peter being brother and sister and it's like if you didn't see that then maybe you know you may not be fully caught up but it wasn't too much you know it wasn't like you missed an entire you know movie or something like that yeah I mean again there's a that Mass Effect elevator scene where Peter's just talking and going through the whole like mm-hmm. this is what happened, <laughs> my girl, blah blah blah, whatever. And then 
you know what I mean? Nebula's just like, yeah, I mean, he left out some key parts, but like that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like this movie is kind of like you could come into the MCU on this film. Like you could just, if you could have not seen any of the rest of the films and come in and watch this, and like, yeah, if you saw the holiday special or if you saw the first two Guardians, like you're good. If you've only seen the first two Guardians and you see this, I feel like you're good. Like, I feel like this movie yeah. is not less enjoyable because, and this is actually one of my issues with this movie, even though it's actually a good point for this movie is, I don't see how this movie is connected to the greater MCU in any way, shape, or form. Like, at all. This is the first joint in a long time that hasn't been like a direct follow up to the last thing that yeah. happened, and it, like everything else has been like, oh snap! Like if you watch the Miss Marvel show, it's like, oh snap! Scrolls and and oh yeah, and such and such happened in Wandavision. Oh and then, oh yeah, and then she that, like all of those things that feel interconnected that like make little pieces of it feel like they might be more important or like yo if you miss this you need oh now you need to go back and watch blah 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 yeah it doesn't exist like this joint just just kind of like a standalone one-off that is again it's helpful if you have some idea of who the characters are but you could just be like hey you know what that guardians joint seems to be doing well i haven't seen any of them let me just go check it out and you might yeah. not because it's volume three, but you could. And, and, and to your point, Gage, like when you said that, you know, Gardens is kind of, you know, just like a D-list, you know, type of situation at first. The first Guardians was the first time we really, really saw Thanos. And we kind of knew Thanos was coming. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And like we kind of knew he was coming and everything, but it's like, okay, this is connected to what we know is coming. So it was easier to follow and everything uh, for that sense, for the introduction. But I think at this point in time, it's like they want you to feel as if you're part of the uh, Guardians family. And we don't really, we we ha- we do have our own story, even though we are connected with everything. So let's just tell our story, you know? Yeah, I mean, look, the, the, the fact that what they do slash what they're doing takes place so far away from like they don't care about the Avengers it's like they don't really know them what Scott Lang is doing what's happening to him doesn't really matter to them and what's going on with them and where they are and what they're doing um you know I mean they are floating around in in nowhere which is the head of a celestial and they kind of talk about that but like nobody think about Eternals when you watch this you know what I mean like (laughs) you don't you don't have that you know, so to speak. So it's just it's it's to its credit. I think it's great that this does stand on its own, and that I think those three films. If you don't watch anything else in the MCU. You can watch Guardians one, two, and three, and be good. Like this is just its own trilogy. It's summed up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna jump out here right now and say. This might be the best trilogy in the MCU. Like, period. I can agree with that. Iron Man 1, 2, and 3, like, 2 is iffy. 
three is shaky, but they're great in the overall scheme, right? When you kind of put it all together with all the other things that are happening. Thor 1, 2, and 3, like, you already know. Like, Thor the Dark World, in hindsight, is, like, comes back and it's like, it. it is actually pretty good if you go back and you watch it now because there's so many things in it that they made important later on. People are iffy on Ragnarok because the it felt so different from the other movies in terms of the comedy and the direction they went or whatever. The the fourth Thor again, like that joint is a quadrilogy, so it's kind of like you know Captain America oh, one, two, and three. The fir- listen, first Captain America is a great movie. The second Captain America movie, like Winter Soldier, is one of the best Fire. movies. Yeah, that's one of the best movies ever made. Yeah. Civil War, great movie. However, so much of those movies, if you just watch Captain America, The First Avenger, Winter Soldier, and Civil War, there's so much context in that that can't exist if you haven't watched other if you're, pieces of yeah, if you haven't, Yeah, if you're not into the MCU, like you haven't you, seen... Like you, yeah. When we talk about how great those movies are, so much of what makes those Captain America movies great, aside from the first one, technically, has so much to do with other characters that are introduced that have something to do with the, you know, with the rest of them. And really, if you take Civil War, especially, like we've talked plenty of times about how Civil War is a masterpiece in terms of bringing all these additional characters in, introducing Black Panther, and introducing Spider Man, and it's still feeling like it's a Captain America movie. But everybody gets even slash equal screen time, blah, say blah. But so much of that movie is wrapped up in the Sokovia Accords. Yeah, and yeah. What happens to Wakanda yeah. and this beef between Iron Man and, and Captain America that like, if you haven't watched the Iron Man movies and you haven't seen the other films that are in between those, and if you didn't watch Avengers, then Captain America Civil War holds way less meaning. Even though yeah. it's a it's a it's a great film for what it had to do in terms of connecting everything and being one movie, but you could have called that the second Avengers film. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or what? Like you could. Avengers I mean, you know what I mean? Like third Avengers. Yeah. You could have called that yeah. if you really wanted to. So I don't think that it stands as strong. I think Guardians one, two, and three. I think it's the best trilogy in the MCU. Yeah, it's it's the only trilogy you can watch all three movies and still get a understanding of what's going on. Like you said, if you watch Civil War one, two, and three, you'd be like, "Oh, I missed some shit," you know? Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> for sure. And I feel the same way about Ant Man. Like all three Ant Man, they're good movies, they're cool, but especially by the time you get to this third one, yeah, with it's, Kang it's, and all that, right? Like, all, if you haven't yeah, seen Loki, yeah. You have to go back and watch it's all that so stuff for the next one to make sense. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I do think that's a very strong point for this movie and for Guardians as a trilogy within the MCU. I think it does speak highly to to some of the freedom. You know, look, I think James Gunn lucked out with this one. Here's the thing. I don't think James Gunn is... Like, I know that there are people who just, like, love everything James Gunn does. I think James Gunn is decent. I, I I think his comedic timing, 
as far as some of what he does is good. I don't always like the music placement that he does in his films, which is a staple for his films. In these movies, it makes perfect sense. It doesn't always make perfect sense in the work that he does. So I don't see him as this like high level yeah. director, blah, blah, blah. He's all right. I, I, I agree with you because not to get off track, but like when the Peacemaker came out, I was like, all right, I the music thing, you know, okay, I get it, but it doesn't, this isn't Guardians. Well. You know? yeah, yeah, it didn't fit. Yeah. <laughs> it it, it, it felt is, like it was forced. Is, right. But he does that in all of his stuff. Mm-hmm. And Suicide Squad, yep. So, like, yeah, he does that yeah. with the music thing and all that stuff. This is the only context in which it absolutely makes sense because yeah. all of what Star Lord does is based on that. Mm-hmm. Like you talked about, everybody now is kind of feeling this music thing, blah, blah, blah. Like, even the high evolutionary being like, I went and visited your planet, and he talks about the music, yeah. the culture, the blah, blah, blah. Like, that's part of what it is. So, like, I have a lot of respect for that. Outside of that, it doesn't work. What I do think is that James Gunn had the high fortune of being the person who got put in the position of doing the movie that takes place the furthest away and has the least amount to do with everything else that has to be tied in to what's happening with with the rest of the MCU. Like, I just feel like that gave him a bit of a pass because he didn't really have to deal with it. And I have heard people talk about how, like, what happened to Gamora in when she got killed was like, he had no idea that was going to happen. What do right. I do now? I mean, going forward, whatever. And luckily, somebody else fixed that for him. What Guardians 3 could have been or would have been if it had been earlier on and had the need to be tied in more tightly to what else was going on, I don't know. I did read somewhere he said he wasn't, James Gunn didn't agree with how, you know, Infinity War happened with the Guardians in particular. Um, right. Yeah. Right. But again, just like with Marvel Comics, like, as the, like you don't have control over that. You know what I mean? And again, that's what that's yeah. that's part of what I'm saying is that there's a part of me that actually feels like the firing of James Gunn and therefore the movement of Guardians Volume Three regave him again that freedom to be able to create without really having to worry about what else is going on in the MCU because yeah. they're so far away from everything else and what they're doing at least right now, doesn't seem like it has anything to do with whatever else is happening. Right. And so it can kind of stand on its own. And I think that has helped him. That's just... That's how I feel about it. Good movies, though. Um, let's talk about some details. Um, what I don't want to do is I don't want to drag us through this entire film from beginning <laughs> to end. I just... That's not where I want to be. I kind of want to talk about beginning, middle, and end. Right? So, we can talk about how the movie opens. Um, Incredible to me, honestly. Because it's just my, that's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> oh, okay. What, Creep? Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. There used to be a rock band stable we used to hit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Radiohead, classic joint. Um, uh, all right, let's let's talk about the head fake because again, look, we open with with obviously Rocket. Yeah. In, in his in a cage as a as a baby with a bunch yeah. of other baby baby raccoons. Um, and a high evolutionary, you know, reaching in to grab him and pull him from this pile. Um, and you kind of see these experiments beginning to take place. They zoom in on him, and when they kind of come out from being zoomed in on his baby face and him strapped in, you get, you know, that change in his in, in his look until the older version of him creep starts to play. And you kind of see him looking like really sad, kind yeah. of, and sort of bored. Mm-hmm. Um, on nowhere, kind of walking through, but just kind of singing along, playing music. Mm-hmm. Everybody's there. Beautiful acoustic version of "Creep," you know, by Radio. Thought that was cool. Like kind of like what uh, Coop said about the music earlier. Like seeing how everybody's involved with it. Like, oh, this is Rocket walking around listening to music. Like, exactly. okay, that's kind of cool. Like, all right, exactly. they're they're in there for it. Let me you hold up. One second, uh, when Ethan was with me, um, <laughs> he saw Rocket with the, uh, the Zoom, and he was like, Dad, is that an iPod? I was like, nah. I, I said, we'll talk about it. <laughs> I don't have time to you explain what that is right now. <laughs> you can't, you just, you should have just said yes. <laughs> it just left it at that. Yeah, yeah that, that's, like, yes. that's old iPod. Yeah, old iPod. That's basically what it is. <laughs> Pretty much so. Um, yeah, like, you know, remember he got the he got the zoom gifted gifted the quill mm-hmm. um, at the end of like the last movie or whatever. Um, we see that Rocket walks in and Peter is doing what Peter was doing in the in the Guardian special, like just wallowing in his sorrows, getting drunk, still sad about Gamora, you know, lost, um, which I think is a is a I think that's something that's lost on Peter Quill's character. I don't I feel like we don't talk enough about how I agree. Peter Quill in the first movie is like is a playboy. Mm-hmm. Pink youngins, orange youngins, <laughs> multi-tentacle <laughs> women just like straight captain. My Kirk. man <laughs> Just all that energy. He's also and a lot sillier too in the early versions, in the early movies. He's sillier. He was a little more serious in this one because of what was going on, which I appreciated. He was playing the role of the people he looked up to as a as a kid, you know. To an extent, yeah, with the Ravagers, yeah, like that going from you know as a as a as a person who was pulled from his planet. The last thing he really saw when that happened was his mother die, and then he disappears. Um, and he's the only love he ever had in his life came from Yondu, right? Who loved him, but it's like you don't really know it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's there, but it's not there. Um, and so he's bouncing, you know, woman to woman, blah blah blah, like never really achieving that and then he meets Gamora and 
whether she scared him into it, like, all right, we might rock out right now. Hey, dog, but if you ever, if you ever sway left or right, I'm gonna just, I'll kill you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. the, the, you go from a person who is just bouncing from woman to woman to a person who ruined the fight against Thanos over her. I love how he mentioned that too. Yeah. I I, I appreciate that actually. (laughs) We were all thinking it. Yeah. There's a lot of people I feel like still mad at him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You could could throw shade at Thor for not going for the head all you want. But had my man Peter stuck to the stuck to the Iron Man plan, we 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 would still have Iron Man. Peter. We would have been no need for Endgame. <laughs> he said, "I lost my temper. We lost half the world because of me." <laughs> yeah, straight up. Half yeah, the universe. Got, as much as I like you, Star Lord, you blew it. <laughs> you certainly blew it. Uh, yeah. So. This is a Peter who is lovesick and is missing this person that he finally found that filled that void for him and then had it taken away. So I think, you know, we don't really we don't really consider or talk about the tragedy of Peter Quill, right? Mm-hmm. The, the loss of his father or not knowing who his father is, the loss of his mother immediately getting kidnapped, taken to space, Forced to basically be a pirate, right? And then finally finding a group of people that aren't pirates but allow him to do some good. And they're in danger. So we got to fight for them. Now he finds this woman and now she's taken from him. And then, and he's sick then. And then he gets her back. And she don't even know your name. Like she don't know who you are, bro. Yeah, that was that was pretty deep. There's there's a tragedy in there, right? That 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 is his story, is his character arc. Um, that I just don't think we really give enough credit to. But we get that scene with Nebula carrying him and everybody around him. That in the trailer, everybody was like, "Oh, bro, Carlos going to die." No, no, no he's just drunk off his ass. That's it. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> and apparently this is regular. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and so, um, and like the fact that Nebula was the one carrying them, I like how their relationship had grown through all this time definitely. from where she started. So now I really like their relationship. Definitely, and just, just like you said, like just like you said, it's just like little things. There's little things in the movie that like pinpoint that, but it's not really super talked about because it's like yeah, yeah. they're. Their their relationship definitely got close to Nebula and uh, and Peter, but there's just small things in the movie where it's just like, all right, this is this is a serious situation for him. But they just don't touch on it, I guess you know as much as they should have. Well, when you think about it, right, the Guardians as a whole, this group of misfits, are all people who come from tragic family backgrounds. Right, so all of what happened to Peter, his mother, and his father being this ego egomaniac, the fact that he does actually have a sister in Mantis, because not unlike his own, like 
in a way, Peter was just like his father. Like he was bouncing from woman to woman, blah, blah, blah. Like his father was doing the same thing, right? And so Mantis is actually his half sister. And that was supposed to be a scene that they cut from Guardians 2. Um, so they kind of gave you that information in the in the holiday yeah, special, yeah, special to fill that in. But like Mantis basically raised to simply serve, like she's he sleeps with her mother. She's born and then basically it's just a servant to him. And yeah. he's using her to find other people and whatever. She doesn't know anyone, has no family. Technically, this person who is her father, she didn't even technically know was her father. She has no family. She finds the guardians. Gamora and Nebula, sisters, but not really sisters, but Thanos, right? And so, all yeah. of this happened going on <laughs> with that from her family. Uh, what'd you say, Sam? No, I'm saying Thanos just equals trauma, like for them and all the BS he put them through, like everything he did to Nebula, like just pretty much ripped her apart back and forth, and you know, mm-hmm. like literally, yeah, like literally ripped her apart, yeah, back and forth. Drax again due mm-hmm. to Thanos, like yep. loses his yeah. wife and his kids, um, and so he's on this trajectory of, you know, like who is Drax? Like once Thanos is gone and he didn't get the satisfaction of being the person to kill him, he didn't get the land of killing blow or do any of that. So like now who who is Drax? What does he do? This movie answers that. I, I think that there's a lot of that, right? And so that tragedy of again, even with Rocket, like we didn't know Rocket's backstory until now, technically, of yeah. him. We knew it wasn't good. Yeah, he would get drunk. He would get drunk in the previous movies and start ranting about, you know, things yeah. that happened to him, but not in detail. Yeah. Right. So maybe other than the original mm-hmm. group who again died in the first movie. Yeah. Like Group may have been the only one who actually knew Rocket's backstory. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In some in some way. Mm-hmm. And you never get that, right? And so it's just this, you know, son of group is raised by the family. Right? He's not you know, I looked at Rocket as like a father figure for him in volume two. But in this, it's like he got all the aunties and the uncles and everybody yeah. that just they're raising him as a family. If you look at how he grows as a teenager in volume two, they're all kind of yelling at him and correcting his when he says I suppose a dude. You know what I mean? I'm gonna take that away from you. It's not, you know, whatever, that kind of thing. So um yeah, I really think that opening scene just kind of helps to put all of that in perspective, right? Of like where they've been and where they've come from. And the only thing that's really bad slash sad about that is that Gamora is not there when that happens, which is part of the point. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I will so say. Rocket is- oh, sorry. Hmm? Uh, I said I will say yeah. with Gamora, I did like seeing the. Thanos' daughter version of Gamora rather than, like, you know, the one we know and love, you know? That she was beforehand. Yeah, before yeah. she met up with the Guardians and everything, yeah. Yeah. I heard not being able to understand Groot and getting frustrated was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Until the end. Yeah, when she finally did, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I will get to. Um... 
yeah so again I, I just think there's a lot there's a lot of layers to this that i i don't necessarily know that there's a lot of credit given you can really just kind of sit down and watch it and enjoy it for what it is and hear the comedy and stuff like that and see the action and be good with that um but we have to talk about adam warlock <laughs> um, yeah and everybody's in a uproar about adam warlock you know, it, it almost seems like they made the movie and it was like, oh shit, we did introduce him in the last <laughs> movie. Well, again, I think this is a thing that was affected by the firing of James Gunn and this movie getting moved. I believe that Adam Warlock in some manner was intended to be more important to what was going on with Thanos than they ended up being able to 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 work with or that he was going to be important in some other manner because they introduce him at the end of volume two like oh snap here comes a threat and then mm-hmm. it takes like another like 12 movies before you get like <laughs> anything from slim so like here's my thing when he shows up i'm like oh yeah my man is bringing that action like what he did all right we gotta talk about nebula for a second nebula shows up to fight this dude in full-on iron man status. oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> rocket hand full-bladed wings floating behind like dog She's straight up Iron Man right now. Like, what's happening here? <laughs> we missed some things, y'all. Hey, like, that was a guy. Some... You know, they they almost died in space together, so. <laughs> Facts. Yeah, because I believe this the little flying suit she was wearing was the same one that uh Pepper had in her cop in her suit, right? Well, it's yeah, like it's, it's very similar. similar. So yeah, very similar. There is a part of me that I think is that is like her and Tony Stark are stuck floating in space together. It's just the two of them for however long that was. And he's looking at her and probably making modifications or doing things and being like, hey, you can do A, B, and C. Now, we also know that this like nanotech arm that she has now, Rocket made for her, mm-hmm. which apparently is a gift that he's given to her since Christmas because somehow Rocket was gifted the Winter Soldier's vibranium arm. <laughs> yeah. By her. How did she get this? Job? <laughs> Where did she get it from? But that's like, again, let's talk for a second about the relationship between Rocket and Nebula because after the snap every other one of the Guardians gets dusted it's only the two of them Mm -hmm. it's Nebula and Rocket for five years it's just them which is kind of crazy and so the relationship between the two of them when you think about that moment in the holiday special where she gives him this arm. She knows that's the thing. He She wasn't there when that happened. They talked about this. Yeah, they had to have like, a conversation, yeah. 
and she's like, I know what he, she literally gave him the perfect gift. This is a thing that like Groot would have never given him, that like Peter would have never given him. The the amount of time that the two of them spent together in the absence of the the rest of the team is something we never got to see. But clearly, it's there, and. He's looking out for her, and he probably picked up a lot of stuff from the Stark tech that he does, that he has seen, which I think until you see Rocket in action in this movie in terms of seeing how smart he is in terms of making things and building yeah. things or whatever, like, yeah. you've seen especially it. When, but especially you, when he's in that cage, and he makes the little lockpick, he just starts picking up scraps from off the ground, yeah, and just yeah, put was... it all together, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, Rocket, get it. <laughs> like, my man been like a little thief. Which is what racco- raccoons do, right? They yeah. thieves, they got the little mask or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You see that moment where he's in the room with the high evolutionary, my man's like, come on. And he just like, boy, let me get this real quick. Yeah. He just snatches this little off the table. You, we don't know what he's taking. But like, Nebula shows up in full force. And I'm like, she was already a threat. But she lost to Gamora. Now I feel like Shit beat the brakes off Gamora like nobody. (laughs) You know, like Nebula can do some things in this movie that are like, hey dog, what? How? Where? Yeah, that arm is ridiculous. Yeah. It don't mean much of nothing to Adam Warlock. Oh no, he's putting the guardians down. Hey bro. He showed up as a wholehearted threat. And I'm like. Yes, they're never gonna be able to beat this dude. There's no way. So they're gonna have to turn him good. They're gonna have to do something to flip his script and make him good or whatever. And he turns out to be a total doofus. <laughs> Yo, the part that killed me is when you made the captain with the pen and he was like, All right, this is my time to take out this Adam. <laughs> and that pen hit Adam, he was like, Who threw this pen at me? <laughs> Are you talking about the arrow? Yeah, the arrow, the arrow. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely said a pen. I'm like, he dug back behind that container so fast. <laughs> I'm like, like, let me not move, let me not breathe. I ain't got nothing to say. Yeah, I have, I have a um, question for both of y'all though. Um, yeah, the way Adam Warlock came out, I know that wasn't like you know what most people expected. Would you say that's the same feeling of um, Iron Man three with? Um, Damn, I just had a character in my head. Um, with the ten rings, Mandarin. Mandarin, yes. Would you say that's kind of like the same type of disappointment, no. or, or? No. Well, for me, I have no information on Adam Warlock. I know he's a big deal. I know he's a threat. I was reading X Men when I was reading comic books, so I know nothing of him. So even though I'm watching this movie and I know everything I'm seeing is completely wrong. I just go enjoy it for what it is because I know nothing about you know who he is or, or what he's capable of. So it ended up not really bothering me, you know, in, in the run. Yeah. Movie. Yeah, I mean, look, Adam Warlock in this movie is a complete disappointment. However, it kind of is one of those things where it's like you have to address the fact that you made this an Easter egg, that you made this like an after credits scene and mm-hmm. made it like a big deal. And and here's 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 the pass that I will give. As disappointed as I 
am with what Adam Warlock ended up being. The fact that when the High Evolutionary is giving Aisha the business about them not securing Rocket and what Adam Warlock, like he's supposed to be the Warlock, and she says, you pulled him out too early. You took him out of incubation too early. This is not... They were trying to... They were Basically, they were trying to do what the High Evolutionary does in seconds. Like that whole thing that Rocket does where Rocket's like... When they, when they talk to Rocket, he's like, we can evolve something over millions of years in under a minute, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they're trying to do to Adam Warlock. They're trying to make this perfect being, but they don't have the ability to do it in the split seconds that the High Evolutionary can. And so her saying, you pulled him out too early. You yanked him out of the cocoon too soon is an explanation for why Adam Warlock doesn't actually fulfill what those of us who know him from the comic books Mm -hmm. why he's not that like why he's still such like a child and you know what I mean really doesn't know things he's kind of like a a Lion-O or a Shazam in that in that aspect like he's in a man's body he has all this power but he's still a child like in his head Um, And so that's the one pass that I'll give them Is that like As disappointing as Adam Warlock was for me One I'd have been real hot If this movie came by And there was no Adam Warlock And they gave us that easter egg At the end of the last And I'd be like well that's just Here we go with witness protection again Mm -hmm. And The fact that they do give some level of explanation That it's just like yeah nah He's not what he's supposed to be because you jumped the gun which is an overarching theme of the mistakes that the high evolutionary makes like he sees himself as so godlike or so above everyone else that the mistakes that he makes he doesn't see and he's he has become obsessive to his own detriment um it has backfired on him numerous times and he doesn't even see it. So disappointed with Adam Warlock. I'm over it. Um when Nebula shows up and makes a hot flaming sword, though like I don't know what who is this nebula? <laughs> she a badass. She shanked Adam Warlock through his back with a hot flaming sword that she made out of her arm. I'm talking about like straight up like Optimus Prime style, like just switching weapon hands. And my man was just like, that hurt though, (laughs) like that hurt. (laughs) I don't know if that meant that like he was impervious to other things or like, you know, whatever. And something about what she did is something special that could actually harm him or, you know, whatever, like, I don't know, but he was totally, um, he totally was indestructible or like something like that. And <laughs> or can't feel anything. Also, I just want to say that he was sent there to capture Rocket. 89P13. And he shot Rocket in the chest. <laughs> 
he was going to fail either regardless way. yeah <laughs> It's not how you kidnap like, somebody, bro. <laughs> he was coming back. Rocket would have been dead, brain dead, brain's probably useless. Like I don't like I don't it wasn't gonna work out well either way. It was it was almost the same scene where he was the mom was like, show him that we mean business. Yeah. And then he had this like straight fried. <laughs> she was like, now he's of no use to us. You know what I mean? Like now he knows we mean business. <laughs> um here's a question I got for y'all. Yeah. Knowing going into this movie, we knew they were gonna drop their first F bomb in the MCU. Were y'all waiting for it the whole time like I was? I was like, okay, what is it what, what is gonna happen? I was waiting for it the whole time. I was I wasn't I wasn't, I wasn't waiting for it. Was gonna be because they released that that in, they released that entire scene as like a real like two weeks ago. Ah, I thought it was going to be in a much more serious moment, or like towards the end. I did too, but Sweet. it did fit. It did fit for that for that moment for those old school doors, and just like, all right, press the button. All right, what do I do now? <laughs> 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 that was funny. Yeah, I, you know. The rules and regulations that they have for that kind of stuff and trying to make sure it stays PG-13, but they can only put like one, you can only have like one F-bomb and it needs to be more than an hour. Like it has to be at least an hour into the film and this joint drops at like an hour and 10 minutes. Like they just, it's strategic. You know what I mean? And it works. It didn't make it less funny. It actually made it, you know, when you see it like on, on reels or on Instagram or whatever, it's you know it's bleaked out right but um yeah that joint wasn't any less funny it was super <laughs> it was super funny um what it what do you what are you what are some of the moments that stand out to you all um like do you have a favorite moment from this movie sin Outside of the hallway action sequence, it oh. might and, and <laughs> a lot of these comedic moments were, were hilarious. But the one with Nathan Fillion and the dumb dude, <laughs> 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 it was <laughs> yeah. I got a guy like that too. He turns and he stares at him for like a good fifteen seconds and doesn't say nothing. You just see the disgust on his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how to catch him back to it? I tell you that Alabama Drax. Listen. Drax and Mantis, dog. <laughs> they were hilarious. When this Bama offered Zargnuts to Peter and they were rolling the joint, and she's like, what if I wanted a Zargnut? And he was like, there's no more left. <laughs> and then he just eats another <laughs> Hey, dog, it's, it's terrible. Oh, but again, there's these great like brother and sister mm-hmm. kind of moments that are happening between these characters that have grown to know each other and so forth over time um and you know it's <laughs> well, another one of moments when they uh when Drax gets on the bike it's like yeah come on we'll go back to the ship it's like, the ship's right there 
just trust me. Just trust me. I'm like, he's he's like, like, he's right here. He's like yep. <laughs> uh, I thought they're so dumb. They're so dumb. Like, there. Why are y'all here? <laughs> this dumbass right here. Now, she just there, pointed my man. Just like. There was a scene where I thought something was going to happen, and I thought it would have been perfect. When she made that security guard fall in love with Drax, and your man was acting up. <laughs> now, when that shooting, when the shooting was going down, I thought your man was gonna jump out of nowhere for <laughs> a bullet for Drax. I, I, yeah, I thought he was gonna come in and have their back and be shooting up people trying to protect Drax or something. Yeah, I thought. I thought he. That, I feel like that was absolutely a wasted moment. I was completely. You right, Coop. <laughs> I was completely expecting my man to show up. Like ready to battle for Drax, like right. he's going to him, take a shot for him or something like that, man. Um, also, <laughs> again, kind of seeing Peter back on his on his pimp game. Mm-hmm. What shorty name? Like Ursa or something or like that, Irma, yeah. or, yeah, or whatever. Like and my man was just like. This watch this charm and Gamora just being like, Shorty, get down and lay down. <laughs> we don't do this. <laughs> trying to explain it the whole yeah. time. This is not what we do. She was like, Shoot the carrot face, dude, just to let me know we mean business. <laughs> hey, the carrot face man was so shook, bro. <laughs> hey, so he was like, oh. Hey, dog, they probably had carrot juice all over the floor in that joint, bro. Weed, something nasty. And how them rappers know what carrots are. But <laughs> the fact that he had a carrot face is what He did have a carrot face, dog. Um, yeah, look, man, here's the thing. Like, I, I like the comedy in this joint is, is sweet. The action in this joint is sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, like, I like the, the, the dynamic between Gamora and Peter, and like how Peter just has this kind of like, nah, dog. Like I can convince her. Like I'm gonna, like I'm gonna make this happen. And I get it, right? Because it's almost impossible to see yourself in that, in that situation, right? Where like the person you were in love with and who loved you back dies, and then you they're there again. But now, yeah, it, like. They don't know you at all, and they're like a completely different person. And like having her say it to him, and just like again, like not that that joint wasn't in like the trailers or whatever, but that moment where <laughs> she's saying that to him, like, "Oh, he sound like me. It sound like her." Oh man, just like yo, you do got beautiful black eyes. <laughs> well, he picked a good set. <laughs> What's funny is like, to be honest, what makes that scene funny to me is is hearing her be like, "Knock it off!" Like, 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 like he's done it before. Like he's looking at her like, "Nah, Slim." Um, yeah, it's um, isn't it was interesting to just kind of see that dynamic. You realize that the girl, the purple, pink, magenta girl that they were walking around with. And eventually he's like, Man, I told you I got her. Like she yeah. like let him in. Like, if I could just talk to him, I can I can convince them. I'm telling you, I know I can. That's the girl who played Ratcatcher in uh I found that out today actually. In uh 
Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Mm. Like, you know James Gunn be put like his wife in the joint. Hey, when it, hey when they shot his wife in the leg, when Gamora shot her in the leg, <laughs> she was like, yeah, and she just busted. I, that was great to me. Like, I don't know why. It just yeah. is super funny. Going off of what you said earlier, you know, uh, Peter having those small moments of you know like being alone or you know keep talking to Gamora. The moment where he was on the ship. And you know, trying to have Gamora again remember what was going on, she kind of pushed him into the, all the machines and was like, you know, what's wrong with I you? Kind of pushed my man. <laughs> nah, she she destroyed that whole area, whatever that was. <laughs> it was like, you know, what's wrong with you that you feel like you need to be with me that you can't be alone? You know, kind of touching back on you know what was you know Peter's issue all along for real. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, I think it's a, it's a, it's actually a very poignant moment because of the way that that the wording is phrased. Like, what's wrong with you? Right. That you need me so badly to like justify like who you are and like your like it's um yeah it's a like that. That place of being in a place where for the rest of us, I feel like we feel what Peter feels. Mm-hmm. And it's like in that moment, that's the moment where I think it becomes incredibly clear that like, nah, this is not the same. Like, look, bro, for all the time travel and miss like I don't even understand who this Gamora is, but it it does feel like that when you look at how the MCU is dealing with like timelines, that the the concept of every decision affects everything else. Like this Gamora didn't have any of the moments. She was that exact same way when she first got on the ship with them in the very first movie. Right, just like that, and that adventure that they had together in that first movie, like helps to cement the relationship that she ends up having with with him. Mm-hmm. When this movie ends, she's had that same adventure. Like this Gamora hadn't had that. Yeah, this was that for this Gamora. To an extent, I think the difference is. That Gamora was a Gamora who was still in a place where she is trying to get out from underneath of her father and is secretly trying to stop what he's doing. She has a lot of resentment and anger towards him, not just towards what he's done to her, what he did to her people, what she's watched him do to Nebula. Um, And she did the dirty work that he wanted her to do. So she is this cold-blooded, straight-up trained killer. Um, but in the absence of Thanos in this Gamora's life, she found the Ravagers. And when you, when you see her at the end of this movie, like there's that moment, like where they're kind of standing back to back to each other and she's kind of smiling and he's kind of smiling and she makes that comment to him about like, I bet y'all were great. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? He's kind of like. Y'all think y'all thought y'all were fun together? Yeah. And she's like, he's like, you have no idea. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. But then, as everybody kind of goes off in their separate directions, you see her with the Ravagers. Mm-hmm. And the relationship that she has built with the Ravagers is the relationship that the old Gamora had built with the Guardians. Right. So this Gamora already has that family relationship with other people mm-hmm. and doesn't really need that from the Guardians. And like you don't necessarily get that until the end because of the way that the Ravagers act when they bring them in to help them break Oscillacorp mm-hmm. yeah. or whatever it is. I mean, Space Oscorp. <laughs> that place was disgusting. Just oh, it's so nasty, bro. It was, it was just pure disgusting. I was not a fan of it. I don't always feel with pus. Bro. <laughs> it was nasty. <laughs> <laughs> like, we reached in to get the little uh, uh, Rockets little thing. It was all, yeah. all goo on it. I'm like, come on now. Like, how y'all, how y'all even going to use this thing? It's just flesh. Straight okay. up. Um... So this, um, when you look at what this journey is, right? This, this rocket is heard at the beginning of the movie. They want to save him. They can't. What tech they have. Like, again, like you look at what I am. When they put that med pack on Manus's arm and her joint just like snapped back into place. Yeah. All right. Nebula can do that on her own. Good for her. Right. When man has put that joint on and it just automatically like snapped her into place, you're like, oh, okay, put the joint on rocket and we're good. No, it's not going to work, right? Because they have this fail save this in place because he's considered proprietary proprietary tech. Right. Um. And so now we have to figure out how do we save him, right? We need to get a code that will allow us to basically hack in so that we can save him. Otherwise, we're going to lose him. And that's what the whole adventure is. Right, it forces Quill to get off his drunk boat, right? After the attack with Adam Warlock, and go, you know, and say, like, man, if I hadn't been drunk, if I was on my P's and Q's, like, maybe I could have helped prevent this, or you know, whatever. We're beyond that now. We gotta go. We gotta go get this, you know, this information that we need. Um, and so that whole adventure of breaking in. To try to get this information that they need and in the meantime you get these flashbacks you know of Rocket being experimented on and you find out just like how smart he is and how different he is in this batch 89 versus batch 90 and 91 and whatever because in a split second when which again I'm not even completely sure this thing that's a little strange to me a lot of the crux of what this movie is about is the high evolutionaries um, disbelief maybe anger maybe jealousy in Rocket's ability to create thought to, to like to, to do things based on the need to create and not just do things based on like rope memorization which is what every other creature he's ever been able to get to do anything that's what what they come from so it all it made me wonder like okay well, why did you go and get him and bring him into the chamber and show him where you were going wrong with the teenage mutant ninja turtle anyway 
Don't act like you weren't thinking it. Oh, oh, first, thing, first thing I said when I saw it, oh, that's life. Straight up. <laughs> Straight up. My man was angry Ninja angry. Turtle. Um, <laughs> and Rock was just like, oh, yeah, with a filter on your isotropic bloxy blue to glops. <laughs> oh, this way off, bro. Oh yeah, that, right. oh, yeah, that makes sense. And all the rest of them looking around like, oh, for real? Like, you know. But then he's like, that makes sense. And then he sends him to his cage. And then the anger kicks in when he's like, when he goes in that joint, he's like, how did you do that? How do you know that? How come you figured that out, right? And his anger is coming from the fact that it's not just that he couldn't do it, but that what what he's trying to do is create life that can do what Rocket does. His anger comes from the fact that what Rocket did isn't something that he built him to do. It isn't doesn't have anything to do with his cybernetic implants. It doesn't have anything to do with the DNA changes they made to him. It is something that is innate to Rocket that is different about Rocket compared to everyone and everything else and his his anger is you can do this but I didn't make it so you can do this so yeah. how come you can do this because I, can't I, don't know, I don't know how that happened and that's what I'm trying to get and I think the anger is you have it but I didn't give it to you you know what I'm saying and I need to now be able to duplicate that because I haven't been able to duplicate that. Rocket might be a mutant. I'm just saying. At least in the MCU. (laughs) Right? There's this line when Rocket basically dies. He's like, I'm good. I'm ready to go. I just want to hang out with my friends. And she's like, nah. Lila's like, nah, it's not your time yet. And then she says something like, there's the hands that guide you, and then there's the hands that guide the hands. Right? Or something like that. Yeah, something like that. And I'm gonna keep it a buck, right? It's a it's a it's a neat statement, but it doesn't really mean anything unless you put some meaning to it. And I, I have to imagine that some of what that is is her saying that. Rocket has a higher purpose that was beyond what they did to him. That for all of the things that Rocket is able to do because of the the quote-unquote gifts that he was given by the High Evolutionary, that his ability to use those gifts the way he does comes from something that wasn't put in him. That it was a God-given gift, if you will, or something along those something along those lines. Something that Rocket has never really been able to give himself credit for. In the same way, the high evolutionary is like, man, y'all ain't y'all ain't going to the new world. You could figure out the the isotropic filter, Flim Flam Flanagan, but you couldn't see that you ain't going. Yeah, yeah that, was, that, was, that was crazy. <laughs> that was wild. It was. <laughs> that was no, like I, the high evolutionary was giving it up. He, he nah, was, for he real. Was, he was a solid villain. Yeah. Hey, it was very was, much that. And you know what, Slim? I'll scratch your face off. What? 
Like, the whole time I'm watching this whole backstory, I'm like, this is straight up a One Piece character backstory. This is just, this is just all trauma. Like, yeah. now, again, even when they were sitting there, when they finally got in to help them, they were seeing everything that was on the queue, like, what had been done to them. Even yeah. now, they're standing around like, bro, we didn't know it was this bad. Right. We had no idea. Hey, can all, 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 you can tell in that moment, all of them like, hey, when we see cuz, it's on site. Like, he did hey, this to our guy. Let me be honest with y'all, right? Mm-hmm. I almost thought, like, all right, Rocket's going to get them out of there. But that Walrus is not making it. <laughs> I, knew, I knew all of them was going to die. I'd be like, maybe I mean, one. I know they don't have to because it's like, where are any of them if they, yeah. right? Right, right. But I was like, just like the way if anyone doesn't go. make it, if anyone doesn't make it, it's that Walrus. <laughs> yeah, like, the way everything is going, though, like. My man, Toofs? Nah. Toofs. Toofs. Hey, listen, no doubt the high evolutionary popped Lila in her back like it wasn't nothing. Man. (laughs) He ate that shot for Rocket. And my man was like, like, it changed his whole trajectory. Like, once my man knew we wasn't going, this is the thing. Then the high evolutionary was like, I knew you was going to try to do something like this. Like, I knew you was going to try to escape. Hey, dog, but if you knew that, why you send my man back to that cage? Back to the cage. <laughs> my man he, said, under, he kept underestimating uh, Rocket. That's what. <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, he's a raccoon. Well, no. All right, so listen. So yes and no, because he underestimated him, but it's, but again, like, it's just one of those things, right, where that, that need to be superior. So it's like, I'm actually going to send you back to your cage because I know you're going to try to break out. And when you do, I'm going to be there because I want you to know I'm smarter than you. Because he's in his feelings because he couldn't figure out how to make Mm -hmm. Rocket do what Rocket did. And he's in his feelings because he couldn't figure out what Rocket figured out. So to me, it's one of those like, I'm going to send him back there Cause he told him like right in front, like go ahead towards them. Like they can't do nothing. Cause you know who I am. I'm the high evolution. And this is like, this is a high evolutionary pre gravity powers. Like Slim has the same powers as his king, and we have yeah. to talk about that. Yeah, we have to talk about that. I don't know if the high evolutionary is some sort of variant of Kang or something. Clearly, my man's been around for a long time. My man said he had audio record when when Rocket was little. These audio recordings are over five thousand years old. From where? Where did you get those? Yeah, five thousand years old with the violins in the background. Audio recordings that's five thousand. From where? <laughs> hey, who knows? Time travel. That's who knows. Kang, that's who knows. Something's up. Because here's the thing. For all the kudos I gave this joint in the beginning of this movie for like, it can exist outside of the MCU and it doesn't have to. No, sir. We have to tie some things in. And so now it's time to start pulling at some strings, bro. Trying to tie some things <laughs> We have to, Sin. We have to. His power set was... was- Kind of familiar. 
to uh, two K. I'm not gonna lie, the suit was kind of familiar. <laughs> I mean, it had the purple drip with it as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, purple drip with the blue powers, with the gravity skills, just like locking people against walls and slamming stuff down. When my man got mad, right, and did that joint where he like blew the whole room up, can't get the same thing. Mm-hmm. Am I tripping? Can't get yep, the same. Nope. Nah, nah, you right. My cousin gave him a suit. <laughs> I don't know how he did that joint and didn't dislodge his face mask when he yeah. did that joint. So much. <laughs> hey, he wasn't counting on, on, on Rocket to fight, fight back. <laughs> hey, dude. whooped his butt. My man, Rocket, ripped his face off, though. Straight up. He seems in the future versions or the current time versions of him versus when Rocket was little, he seems a lot more robotic slash cybernetic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it does make me wonder whether or not somehow, some way, somewhere, there is something tied into that. Keep in mind that Kang has destroyed entire civilizations across all kinds of timelines or whatever, and this is a man who has created civilizations all over in the present timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know there has to be some kind of a tie. I caught that joint. No, no I, I, I was laughing because I'm thinking about him creating these worlds. I'm thinking he created that fake America, fake Earth, or whatever, whatever they call oh, it. Yeah, counter Earth. Yeah. And for some reason, I went right to Drax on the couch, and that's why I started laughing. Man, <laughs> I went to the drug dealer. Here for drug dealer in the corner, the little octopus drug dealer selling to like the hey. cockroach kids or whatever. Yeah, yeah I saw that, that big ass octopus. I was like, man, you hot out here in these streets. They just standing there, just <laughs> walking into a tr- again. You know how Peter like. Not a trap. It's a face-off. Right. <laughs> not a trap. It's a face-off. It's not a trap. If you know it's a trap and you go in, it's a face-off. And Gamora's like, hey, dog, you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, bro. Um, there is something special about Gamora getting left on the Bowie, on their ship, and just, like, kind of starting to go through their stuff and, like, yeah. going through his backpack. Looking at his stuff and then kind of looking at Rocket and being like, man, you must have done something. You must be real special for them to go through all of this, like, just for you, just to save you. And getting, like, this kind of an understanding of, like, who they are and what they do and, like, what they mean to each other. And that she kind of didn't have that. And then you kind of see that she has that with the Rabbiters at the end. Um, I think her arc is really interesting as a new version of an old character. Um, That, like, she just kind of gets dragged into stuff. So, like, those moments of, like, my man Peter had this whole thing plotted out. Him, you know, he hands the guns to Groot, like, you know what to do with this. They go inside, had to stand off. Yeah. My man his little villain exposition. And my man's like, hey, dog, I don't need to hear this. <laughs> Egomaniac, blah, 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 who just wants to. What, though? All right, so now it's time for a face-off. I need that. Like the fact that he was ignoring them, and then Peter was just like, "You, 
hey, you got the joint that I need and whatever. <laughs> oh, now you got time. Oh, now you want to talk to me? Right. Like, I was here for every minute of that. Oh, yeah. I'm like, let's go. Let's go, Pete. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, he's thugging in this joint. Yeah. Like, just him and Groot. I'm like, let's go, baby. It's just the two of us. We good. You know what I mean? Like, nah, they, they was ready for that moment. They practiced that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, they've done this before. You know, what you know what to do with these? Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah. he, gave, he gave group the hammers. All right, let's go. They've done this before. Like, they went in that joint. Hey, listen, Bebop and Rocksteady met them at the at the front gate. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, my man James Gunn just be stealing. Hey, but look, yeah, Ninja Turtle and Bebop and Rocksteady at the front gate. Like, you can't come in here. Your whole arm is a weapon. All right. You know, we good. Whole time I'm like, ain't nobody gonna scare group big ass. <laughs> nah. nah, they have no idea. He's the only one of his kind. So, let me just take a moment because you just said that, right? Group. All right, look in the in the holiday special, right? When Swole Group showed up, and everybody was like, "Hey, dog." <laughs> What is happening to Goop? <laughs> in the gym, dog. Yeah. I want to tell y'all something. They finally made Groot look like Vin Diesel. <laughs> Vin Diesel walking around the joint. Groot is Vin Diesel. And, and he was all about family. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> All about family. All right. <laughs> they had that whole plan, right? Guns come out, they busting off. It's looking good. They boom, 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 shooting. All the action's happening. They spinning around. It's great. It's like a little matrix scene or something, right? Jump out the window. My man tackle Slim through the window. It would have been so great if that window was like super solid and he didn't go through that. <laughs> <laughs> But this is the other thing. He's going through this exposition, and Peter's like, hey, dog, this joint was perfect. You wouldn't have octopus faces selling meth to so-and-so out on the street. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or whatever. And my man was just like, you right. Blow it all up. Boop. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> the high evolutionary gives no <laughs> None. <laughs> you right. Yeah, we're just erasing the start over. All right. Yeah, let's go. Just started blowing it. Like, hold on. Let me just make sure I understand this. You built bombs into the planet like you just yeah that was crazy hey, let's just yeah. move the joint we good and just starts blowing the whole joint up now my man peter jumps out the window with slim and i'm like what's my man gonna do i know they got gravity boots they tried them joints when they was going on a little mm-hmm. planet you saw rocket walking around upside down with the joints that's cool i know my man has had some rocket boots but I didn't see the rocket boot. What are you doing? And when my man Groot jumped out and made wings, bruh. Hey, bro, <laughs> no, no BS. When that happened in the movie, you know what I did? I sat up and I looked down at you. I was like, I was giving you first thing. You see this BS right here, dog? <laughs> like, you see this BS? <laughs> I'm, 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 just, I'm just trying to make sure, like, you see this what I'm seeing. <laughs> Last time I checked, Trees can do it. Twigs don't 
Them joints not aerodynamic. Your neck twigs. It's not like my man sprouted leaves and had like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like maybe I'd give it a little more if they to put some green, some greenery no. on it. But like okay, just branches. But here's the just thing. branches. Well, check this out. He, I'm trying. Listen, and I'm trying to give him a little bit of a pass because he wasn't flying. He didn't flap them joints or nothing like that. Nah, it was more like gliding and slowing oh, down. They definitely hit the ground hard. Hard, yeah. On purpose and dragged my man's body <laughs> deep into the dirt, dog. Landed in the water and had my man under just like, yeah, let me peel this joint out. <laughs> under the water. Under the hey, cat back. <laughs> my man, my man's like, hey, Gamora, whoever's flying the ship <laughs> Listen, Gamora was flying them joints with like Oculus controllers. Like <laughs> she had her hand. <laughs> they pull back. I'm trying pull back harder because I'm trying to get my man headpiece out of the side of his movie. head right now. And Starlo was a movie. He was gonna get that headpiece. <laughs> oh no, you, you dude was coming off that. Oh. <laughs> He wasn't gonna make it, and there was a part of me was like, "Oh, he's just gonna cut some head off and break." Like he's like, "I'll I'll get it off later." Get on the ship. They get in the air. We gotta take off. They like he nuked the whole planet. He's crazy. Blah blah blah. Where is everybody? We can't worry about that right now. We gotta go save Rocket, right? And I kind of like that. Like in that moment, mission critical is we have to get this information back to Rocket so we can use it because we need it. This is the, what's missing, right? Yeah. They get there and they're going through that and she's like, it's not working. We don't have what we need, blah, blah, blah. That's when the whole moment happens. It starts to kick back in. And then they finally make, like, he wakes up and is like, where's Nebula? Because he's like, ah, you know, because that's her beacon going off. My man's like, oh, snap. Like, where are you? Like, like we came on the ship to rescue you. Where are you? We coming to get you. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm not on the ship. Yeah, I had, a, I had, I told you, I had a great plans, a great cool plan set up. Like, that, <laughs> was your, that, that was your great cool plan to jump up. Oh, the man, hey, listen, when my man Groot in the back was like, I am Groot, she was like, y'all jumped out of the plane and slid his head like, dude, like <laughs> the whole message from my man. But also, when they got through that door, when they were going up and they were starting to freeze. And they got through that door, and Nebula's like snapping at at tracks. Mm-hmm. And man's like, I ain't having it. Yeah. I don't yell at him. It's not his fault. He's stupid. <laughs> he like what? Well, she's yeah, so was... serious and sincere. About yeah. It. It's not his fault. He's stupid. He's like, you think I'm stupid? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and then she just touched my man face. Forget, like, y'all got like, lucky not like, to break that door down. Break like that door down. Hey, <laughs> dog. The fact that this man knew them kids' language the whole time. Mm-hmm. Now, hey, I heard someone said this in the theater I was in. I don't know how true this is. But the markings that they had on their face was the same markings that Drax had on their face. Like, they were the same kind of people or something. And I was like, mm, I didn't really pay attention that much, but yeah, that's a that's a that's a stretch. That's a reach, that's a reach bro. <laughs> hey, what Coop meant to say is, I said out loud in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Coop, don't try to put it on somebody else. Now. 
Come on, man. Don't play with us. Nah, I ain't doing that. Um, <laughs> nah, but again, the character arc, right, for everybody. Mm-hmm. The minute that Drax starts interacting with the children, I was like, that's Daddy Drax. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's, that's Daddy Drax. That's what his whole story has been about. That's what he's been, that's what he was chasing Thanos for, was because he was a father, and it's kind of hard to imagine, man, as dumb as he is, that he just, you know, those very literal things, right? Um, Wait, when the nebula was like, shut up, you killed children or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dog, nebula is mean, bro. She keeps snapping on him. They're like, juke, juke. Like, <laughs> Straight up. Um, Alright, so we get that little arc. We kind of see that relationship that Drax and Mantis have. Right? We kind of knew was there, right? Like, we kind of yeah, saw yeah. them together in the holiday special. I needed a little more of that. Like, I really enjoyed them together in the holiday special. I think the two of them are brilliant together. That might be the saddest thing for me about this whole thing is the fact that I know we're never going to get that again. Like, we're just yeah. not going to get the two of them together again. Being... You know what I'm saying? Who they are. Um, but now we gotta go back and 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 rescue them. High evolutionary is like, hey Slim, you have what I want. I have what you want. Show up. Here's coordinates. This is where we at. Let's do this. PNA ain't tripping. Let's go. It's another trap. It's not a trap. It's a face-off. Um, they go in to make the rescue, and they're telling the kids, like, stay away from the far wall. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whatever. I love the whole plan. I need you to bring nowhere. We're getting on the buoy. We're about to show up. The buoy opens up with the two extra ships flanking. All right. We're about to do this. Let's go in. I'm like, okay. Again, this is kind of what we do. We've done this before. Nowhere moves pretty fast somehow. Like that joint kind of came out of nowhere. And nobody on that entire ship that is the high evolutionary Borg Square. I don't know. Whatever that ship is. It took off. Like they didn't see this joint coming. That. Didn't they pull it through a teleporter? I think they did. Yeah, they made it, seem like it, yeah. it made it seem like it was in front of them, but it was actually behind them the whole time. What this nowhere? Nowhere, right? Didn't didn't nowhere pop up behind them on their ship, or was it in front of them? I can remember popped up behind them, but I want to say I remember it coming through a uh, like one of them little hexagon portal things where they opened up for it to get there. I know that the buoy did that to get to the coordinates. Mm-hmm. Nowhere, I guess it must have come up behind them in the same way. Brilliant little flanking maneuver. I'm with it. They got like one cannon with one shot. So we got the... Make, make it count. Zoom it in. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. Say I'm not the bad dog. Was like, listen, you gonna take it back. I'm not a bad dog. <laughs> no, you ain't me. Nah, Slim. You're a bad dog. <laughs> They on the joint playing poker, mm-hmm. cards, whatever they playing, 
with the dude who was like the antiques dealer yep. from the first movie. Right. How was the duck? How <laughs> does whole squad in the building? Um. Yeah, like I don't want to say people was getting bodied on nowhere. Oh yeah, yeah. Whatever the high evolutionary was planning, whatever he was supposed to have that was going to be the protectors of this this new planet that he was making. My man was like, basically unleash the parademons. Like, just let's steal a DC joint, unleash the parademons, and send them out. And them joints was ugly. It was all over the place. And yes, that led to like what is one of the that might be. I mean, it's easily like easily top ten fight scenes in the entire MCU. In that hallway joint where they just oh like, that's a that's probably a top five hallway fight scene like of all time of all time. yeah of all time yeah for yeah. real like that was incredible but and, and that's that's what like kind of what we talked about in the beginning the relationship between the guardians the fighting you know we make up whatever but at the end of the day when it goes down <laughs> what do not want to be on our back like I ain't even gonna lie dog. That joint made me want to play the game again. Facts. Because that, that game was clean. It's and I like started a new game plus, but I'm still in the very beginning of the joint. Mm-hmm. That joint kind of made me want to jump back into that joint. Because they just... Bruh, <laughs> the way that they were like utilizing each other's abilities mm-hmm. and powers. It and was so insane. Even when they was getting bodied. Like, you see Nebula get her head almost knocked off. Yeah, Gamora takes a few hits. Everyone takes a few hits. Everybody, mm-hmm. yeah. It don't even matter. And it's like, Rock is back, and we back in action now. And we going to get our folks. Yeah. So, yeah. That joint was clean. They pinned pin that one dude to the wall and his thigh with the knife, and he spun around on the knife. It was like, oh, yeah. bruh. Now when uh, uh, Star Lord kept throwing the little electric yes. things, <laughs> and then waited till they were all charging, and then just mm-hmm. bam. Yeah, that scene was that scene was crazy. I, I I could watch that scene over and over again. Like I need no. that. I probably need find something new every time. To like watch it and pick it apart because everybody yeah. had like they spent a good amount of time on every single mm-hmm. character and let them just kind of get their licks and do their thing and it was just like dope it was dope it was really really dope yeah. to watch um and when it was over it was just over and listen beastie boys is getting it right now on in, on, in the mcu and you know what i'm saying they had the intergalactic joint running in the in the trailer for the marvels mm-hmm. and this joint no sleep till brooklyn and we just mm-hmm. bought the wreck for this they whole They did that on, uh, on Mario, too. So no Sleep Till Brooklyn. Exactly. Like, <laughs> hey, Beastie Boys is on one right now. Um, <laughs> that, that whole thing, man, like, that whole scene was clean. The fact that Mantis was smart enough when the three of them were trapped in that pit, like, and these guys don't eat people. They eat batteries. And that makes so much sense because she wasn't there in the second movie when they first fought that in the beginning. Yep. So they didn't know. They was like, oh, it's these these things again? Yeah. They was ready to throw hands. They had to be ready to throw hands. But she's like, nah, they don't. They eat batteries. It's cool. And then took them joints with her. Yep. Straight up. 
straight up, these my homies now. Like, we on squat. And the thing is, it makes you wonder. Like, I don't know where them joints came from. They fought that joint at the beginning of the second movie, but is that something the High Evolutionary was making? Good question. I'm not sure. He, had, he did have three of them. Yeah. He had three of them. Like, <laughs> pit, like a Sarlacc pit. <laughs> the joints just like dropped them in there. And I feel like the kids knew. Like, oh man. Y'all, y'all in the pit. I guess this is bad. Um. All right. We 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 have our battle at the end, right? Mm-hmm. High evolutionary is 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 down. We're trying to like we we get out. High evolutionary is down. Even for real, that that first moment of like we saved them. Let's go. Gamora's like, come on, we got them. We gotta go. They like, nah, I'm not leaving. We gotta get all these kids out of here. We gotta get all. She like, hey dog, what are y'all doing? Right. Yeah. All we gotta do is leave. Like, nah, we're not leaving without all of them. All right, well, you can leave. I'm not leaving. And so when all of them just kind of turn and make their way back, like it's about to go down, and she just kind of rolls her eyes. Yeah, like, like uh, okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> I have to. Yeah. She knows she wanted to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, you wanted to. Um, High Evolutionary's down. Peel my man face off. Red Skull. They beat his ass. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Let me say something for a second. So, when the High Revolutionary was making all those calls, and then, like, the people in the room was not agreeing, they pulled the gun out on them, that naked mole right in the middle, she was like, I'm just going to do my job. <laughs> yeah. Right, what y'all talking about? Nope. I don't nothing to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with and me. She, and she still caught it. <laughs> right. I don't know the fact that they was like so fed up with Slim that they was ready to turn on him. Yeah, that was crazy. And that like the whole security, like again, my man is supposed to be the guy. The whole security team. Once he pulled the whammy, everybody else pulled the whammy. Yeah. Like, yeah, what's up, high evolutionary? All that you was talking. My man just said, "Y'all should have just shot him." Right, just you should have just shot him and ended it. Not how movies work. He was like, "Y'all gonna mess with me in my Kang suit?" Like, that was- <laughs> God, God. <laughs> got the Kang edition on right now. Don't want to play with me. <laughs> you know who my brother is? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, he bodied all of that. Blew all that up. Yeah. Yeah, they came in whooped my whooped my man. They, they body him. Yeah, yeah, his face started peeling. Yeah, they, yeah, they, 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 they That was crazy. What my man? And then just I, I love every second of it too. Like, yeah, they, they all, everybody got ro- uh, uh, rockets back. Every, let's go, everybody. Like, yeah, let's do it. And my man was like, kill him. He was like, nah, why not? Because I'm a guardian of the freaking galaxy. <laughs> I mean, all right, but go ahead, bustle him because he's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you're putting him. I don't know where you're sending him. But the fact that they left that guy alive. With no face. Can't watch, dog. It's can't. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I like the fact that Rocket had to go back to get the animals too. No I doubt. Like that too. Like we have to I do that. It was almost the same as the first scene. But they all ran away. But they all came to Rocket. You know, recognizing him, obviously, as a raccoon. Well, he, he, right. really well, he again reads for the first time that he actually is a raccoon. 
Mm-hmm. Like when she, here's the thing. Obviously, all of those animals came from Earth. Like they're all like it's a walrus and a bunt and a rabbit and you yeah. know what I mean. Like they came from Earth, which is also a thing between I think Quill and 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 Rocket because it's like, hey, dog, you're clearly a raccoon. Yeah, right. right. You you come from you're from my planet. They've been calling him everything other than raccoon, right? But when he dies, quote unquote, and is there, she says to him. Nah, you can't stay. You got to go back, you silly raccoon, or something like that. She calls him a raccoon. And yeah, he said, he back, he I'm like, not a rat. And then he ends up back in his <laughs> body. And then he goes and he sees. Ancestry.com. Yeah. <laughs> Whole time, bro. Um, but the question right, is how long ago was that? My man said I visited your planet once before, which I'm gonna assume was in the '80s, around the same time that Peter got kidnapped. Because this Counter Earth looks like yeah, around that time period, America suburbs, right? Yeah. They dress, the clothes, the pictures and stuff on the wall—it all looks like '80s. The decor, so yeah, it's it's from around that. The cars, all that stuff mm-hmm. is all. Right, and when Rocket left, when Rocket escaped, he was he was pretty much a full adult at that time. No, you don't think so? No, not when he when he not when he escaped from the from back in the day. Nah, but like where the babies come from? Where the baby raccoons come from? Where did all of them animals come from? How has he been keeping them joints alive and still that they're babies or whatever? He just making them reproduce whole time. So like. Are those raccoons part of Rocket's lineage? Are they actually related to Rocket? Could be. If I mean, could be, unless he had somebody go back to Earth every now and then to pick up, you know, new experiments. Yeah, but he said I visited once. Well, I said that he, me, he had may, may have sent people to, yeah, so, go get me some of these raccoons. Go, 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 get me go, like three elephants or whatever. You know, yeah. They had all the animals go to the uh, nowhere ship, and that monkey messed up that girl's face and was. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah, they just had outbreak on on nowhere now. <laughs> right. If I'm a high evolutionary, right? I have been back to Earth consistently, just snatching raccoons. Like Earth don't even have raccoons no more because the only joint I have ever seen that could raccoon. do what I needed was to hell with everything else mm-hmm. I'm just going and snatching raccoons from everywhere and I'm just doing all kinds of experiments on them joints everything else I don't care about you know what I'm saying if you think about it like there are no raccoons there's like there's bat people that are on this planet there's octopus people cockroach people I didn't see any raccoon people you're right nah. You're right. Nah. That w- I yeah. would be like, yo, we need to put. And I don't understand. What, I, I look, there is something about the fact that he is specifically attempting, at least with what he's doing now, to take lo- what they consider lower life forms and force their evolution. Right, ones that can't think or don't have, you know, critical thinking skills or something like that. 
because it's not like he's doing it with humans and trying to build a planet that has humans on it or something like that. It's like he wants to have something that maybe he feels like he can still have some level of control over or something like that. Um, nonetheless, as we wrap this up, come back together, um, and Peter says, I think this is it for me. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm out, right? And Rock is like, so all this was for nothing? Like, what do you mean, right? Man is like, me too. I'm out. I got it. I've been with y'all, but this, all I've ever done is serve ego and now basically serve y'all. And I don't know who I am or what I want or what I want to do. So I need to go figure out who I am, right? You that made more sense to me than when I originally, when I originally saw it. Because at first I was like, Peter's exit makes sense to me. But I was like, like Mantis, but I was like, like okay, I guess. Because you're right. She doesn't really know anything, for real. No. So no. it makes sense. Um, you know, Drax is like, you can't go. You going, I'm going. She like, nah. Mm-hmm. And to have Nebula step up and be like, no, Drax, I need you here. Like, I figured out that you're not Drax the Destroyer. You're Drax the father. You're Drax the dad. Like, I need yeah. you here with all these kids. Yeah. And I need you help me take care of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause she can't. No. No. Slim. No, <laughs> not leave her in charge. It makes sense for her too, for her to say that you know I want to create a life, a world that I've never had. You know, yep. She clearly sees stuff like that has been out there, but she's never had the time mm-hmm. to create it, and now she literally has everything she needs to. Yep. Yeah. So she's gonna do it in nowhere. Yep. yep. I mean, what's interesting to me is that what Nebula saw in Drax on the High Evolutionary ship were the things that she never got from her father Mm -hmm. and was like I need I need that here like I don't know how to parent and for all of what it is that he is all the things he can do all the destruction he has or whatever like the thing that you're actually really good at is that like that and I need that Um, and my man turning over the reins to Rocket and just being like Rocket they gave him the Ravager salute. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was almost like, yeah, fire. Oof, oof. It was almost yeah. like that. Like, <laughs> they gave him the Ravager salute. My man's like, all right, I guess this is it. This is me. So, we're going to play some music. You know what I mean? And, we gonna also, also, in that moment of them passing the torch down uh, to Rocket, we had Groot actually say some words besides, I am Groot. Oh yeah, I love you guys. Yeah, I love you guys, yeah. Which yeah. is cool. Here's the thing. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. So right before that happens, Gamora's standing on the thing overlooking like how we've seen him before. Groot walks up to her and says, I am Groot. And she has a thing go off in her head because she actually understood what he said. Like she's been with him long enough now. Like she was complaining about the whole I time. I see saying, yeah. He yeah. understood what he said. I think he said, I am Groot. We now, as an audience, could now know what he's saying. What he's saying. Yeah, That's what I, I think you. actually happened. I think it's that. Because they don't look surprised when he says it, so to speak. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just, 
react to the fact that he says, I love you guys. We reacted in the theater because we he said something else. But I think that's what it's supposed to be. I think that it's like now we as an audience have been with them long enough, just like Gamora was with him long enough that now... Because at first, remember, Peter couldn't understand what he was saying. When the first movie happens, you know, whatever. But yeah. like, by the time the second one happens, he completely understands him. He's correcting him when he says stuff he's not supposed to be saying. Hey, man, watch your mouth. Da, 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 whatever. Yeah. So it's like over time. I think, I think you're doing it. Same thing happened with like, well, yeah. like Thor could understand him anyway. But oh, yeah, I think, his language. <laughs> yeah, I think that over time, that's what happened. And I think that's actually what's really special. I'm glad you brought that up. I think that's what's actually really special about that moment is that, yeah, it's not that he said something different. We've been with him long enough that now we, we can understand now him as well. We can yeah. now understand yeah. him. I, I, I think, I th- I think really you're cool. 100% correct on that. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that, makes it, yeah, that makes it even more cool. It yeah. does, though, doesn't it? Like, yeah. it's like, all right. <laughs> You know, we in it like we heard him say we are group, but we heard the old one say we are group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the, in the first one. <laughs> Kaiju with, group. I do yeah. I wish he'd have brought that back at the end during the fight. <laughs> that would be dope. Uh speaking of group, after credits. Hey dog, let's talk about King Group, bruh. Hey, Groot on Swamp, bruh. <laughs> yeah. Slim. <laughs> he is huge now. You man, look a little scary. <laughs> yeah. Like first they just said, they just thought they were sitting on a rock or something. The group just get up. I'm like, whoa, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is that what we doing? What are you feeding this tree? Yeah. <laughs> feeding them good. Yeah. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um. So we have. Rocket, Groot, Nebula. Wait, as far as the new Guardians? Yeah. Yeah, Nebula wasn't there. Yeah, Nebula wasn't there. Rocket, Groot, Cosmo. Cosmo, yes. Adam Lila, the little girl. Mm-hmm. And homie with the with the with the arrow. Yeah. Yes. And Craig. Yes. All right. Let's talk about this little girl for a second. Yeah, because I saw the powers and I was like, what, what, is, what is this? What's happening? I know she's she's somebody in Marvel Comics. I do know that, but I don't. She's the daughter of Marvel. Like the person that trained Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel got her powers from. Okay. Okay. Hmm. I don't know how that makes sense right now for where they found her and where she, like she don't look like no Cree to me. Yeah. Nope. She does not. She has that name and as a character, she was Captain Marvel at one point in the comics. She did join the Guardians. So, okay. They use the same name, but you know, maybe they'll never tie that back to actual Marvelers. They could, but they could. You know what I mean? In some way, maybe the prison if we even see her again. Who knows? This is the second smaller child they kind of put at the end of the credits too. Uh, like Thor, 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 Love and Thunder. That little, yeah. And then, yeah. You know. Um. Yeah, but she's like Infinity or whatever, like. 
that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But again, at some point, we have to take things that are in this movie and tie them to the rest of the MCU. And this is where we need to like make some of those strings come together. So obviously the Guardians are still active. We don't really know what that means going further because apparently this is the last Guardians movie. But we also see Peter go back home, mm-hmm. meet his grandfather. Mm-hmm. Well, immediately recognizes him. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Touching moment. Dope. And then they say Star Lord will return. Mm-hmm. Now uh, that was surprising to me. Was it? It was. I didn't think that. Um, oh, Chris Pratt or Peter. I didn't think he was going to come back for another movie. I thought this was just kind of it for him, to be honest. We know that was it for uh, Batista. Yeah. We're going to follow James Gunn to wherever James Gunn goes. Um, I think... All right, look, he's on Earth now. So this is our connective tissue to me. Yep. He's on Earth now. Yep. He's where the Avengers are. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw something out here. I had this discussion with my youngest daughter after we got home after watching the movie. And help me because I didn't go back and do the, the homework I should have done. At the end of Far From Home. Far From Home, okay. When Doctor Strange does the spell with Peter. Is it everybody in the universe, everybody in the world, everybody on Earth? Does Peter Quill know who Peter Parker is because he met him and when they were off world? And they were, were, look at, look at my man Sin doing research. Is it possible that the Guardians know who Peter is? Now, from what I, what I remember from the movie, he says anyone who has ever known Peter Parker will not, you know, remember you. Even though they did mess that up in Doctor Strange 2, but still. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm trying to just see, because again, he's on Earth now. Uh-huh. And I don't know where on Earth technically he is. Like, I don't know where Peter lives. I, they may have given us that somewhere in one of the other joints, but. The fact that he's on Earth, where Ant-Man is and all this stuff is happening, and 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 the Avengers don't really exist anymore, but, like, all this stuff with Ms. Marvel is happening, and all this stuff with mutants apparently is happening, and we have secret invasion happening, and we have secret war coming. Yeah. The fact that he's on Earth, and then they said he will return. It's like, okay, well, the Guardians are off doing what the Guardians do, and that can be what it is, and they never do another Guardians movie. Maybe we never see Rockin' in him again, but that doesn't necessarily mean that Star-Lord is done because he's on a planet where something's going down, and I feel like he's not going to be able to say, like, I'm not getting involved in this. Like, what if his grandfather is a a scroll? Mm. Could be when it comes to scrolls. I think we see. I think we see Star Lord again in the Avengers. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think that's the next time he pops up. Maybe in an after credit scene before something like that. But 
I think in a, as far as film wise, it, it'll be Avengers when we see him again. Yeah, or at least whatever the next whatever the next space cosmic movie is, not necessarily maybe the Marvels or something, but something related to that, related to him, you know, would, would pop up at an end credit scene. Possibly, I don't know. With the Eternals? I mean, there's a celestial on Earth. Frozen yeah. in the water. Yeah. This man is tied to that energy. There is supposed to be something very special about Peter and Peter's DNA that allowed for the fact that when Ego slept with his mother, that he was the only person of all these children that Ego created that could handle the power of the stone. Yeah. So there is something special about him. Maybe he's a mutant. Maybe his mother, you know what I'm saying? There is something about his DNA that does make him different. That's at least the way they've built it up. Now I'm gonna be a little upset if they make Star Lord a mutant, but he said anybody who knows or knows you or loves you will forget about you. All right, so he definitely don't love him, but he knows him. So he, he definitely met him. So yeah, so now, I guess that's how it's happening. Maybe he got an introduction. I guess. Man, I just imagine. Right, they gotta get right to Infinity War. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. You know, but either way, he's on Earth now, yeah. And I think yeah. that's how he comes back, and he's tied because you know, Secret War is definitely a thing that's happening. So maybe Captain America Four, you know. I mean, it's possible. It's possible. I, I kind of, for some reason, I, I look at Captain America Four, this somewhat like Civil War in my mind. I don't know. I mean, it's called New World Order. Right, so I think that there's going to be things that are tied. I mean, obviously, with Secret Invasion coming, who knows what that really yeah. means? Because and we just don't know who's been replaced. We don't yep. know who's who. You know what I mean? And at what points it, it, it happens. We gotta so, see how these uh, next before we even get to that. See what happens in these next movies and shows to even kind of even paint the picture of what New World Order is going to look like. Yeah, Secret Invasion is next month, right in June, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 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 It's gonna be it's gonna be tricky. It's gonna be pretty crazy. I'm so excited. I don't even know. Like the fact that this movie didn't almost didn't do anything related to the MCU, like as far as like what's going on right now, is like what are y'all doing? The Easter egg, like, and none of the Guardians movies have been like that. Like, for the most part, they haven't really ever given us anything that tied to anything else. But you know, Gage, me and you had a slight conversation of like people know that something is coming based on what happened before so people are expecting something now you know Aren't and you I, I, I am you're absolutely right I am at the same time I'm going to let it marinate the same way the first Marvel movies did I mean maybe they did a little bit more showing Thanos here and there but like I, I don't mind letting these movies do their thing and then we get to it I'm no Personally, I don't feel like I'm in some kind of rush, you know? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. There's a certain level of satisfaction that I have about the fact that this movie wasn't like... Isn't about Kang. Like, there might be something in there, again, as we think about the high evolutionary and some of the abilities and stuff that the high evolutionary had, but, like, there's no part of it that's like... Oh, man, this... Like, oh, if... 
if you haven't seen this, then you can't, and you right. need to see right. this in order to. Yeah. Like that just doesn't. It's not there, and it does feel a little bit more like when they were making movies, not necessarily knowing if they were going to get to make the next one. You know what I'm saying, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I feel like it was kind of created in a bubble. Like away from everything else because you just didn't know exactly how it was going to turn out, and and I think there's something special about that. So let's revisit. Are we all the same places as our scores were in the beginning? Oh yeah, yeah. All right. So my man, my man said no. So cool. You were you were at an eight. I was at a nine. You were at a nine. You still feel it's a nine. Mm -hmm. I'm at I'm at an eight. I'm at an eight. Sin, you were at like seven. I'm like seven point five, eight. Yeah. Uh just sitting there talking, revisiting, thinking about stuff with y'all. I it made me realize how much I really did enjoy this movie, like oh. a lot. Uh I gotta bump it up to a nine. Like oh, I'm re- I really like love this movie. Oh, I'll take yeah. that. I'll take that, man. I I You know Actually, how I am with these joints? Drama was on point, action was on point, comedy was on point, just all around. Like it was just a great watch. Yeah, yeah. I, 100%. I'm at an eight. I could even see an eight and a half, but like I reserve the right to move it to a nine when I see what the next thing is. This is, like, this is how these movies work now. You know what I mean? Like I said, like, Thought of Dark World was okay. And now if you watch it, like, yo, this joint is actually really dope. Like, there's so much stuff that's in there. Yeah. I don't know if they'll ever do that with this, but again, I think that for this putting a stamp on the trilogy... Yeah. For being the final movie for a lot of these characters, for getting closure with a lot of these characters for like just where they're going and what they're doing and 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 what's next for them. That's that's another thing too. There's not a lot of MCU movies with trilogies that have closure to it. Correct. Correct. Until until like now. Iron Man well, dies. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Right, because like you still don't know what's going on with Thor, like. Thor is like going on to the next thing. I guess yeah. maybe they could make a Thor five if they want to. You know what I mean? Based on this is like now nah, this is the third joint. It's a trilogy. This is it, right? They didn't say the Guardians will be back. They said yeah, Star Wars will return, yeah. right? And I can I almost see the Guardians being a being a show rather than another movie. Oh, they absolutely could do that. Animated series, they could do that too. Yeah. yeah. I thought about that first with Star Lord. I was like, nah, he needs to be in a movie rather than a show. This Guardians could be more of a show than a movie. You know, so. That's totally possible, right? They could do something out there away from everything else that's happening that doesn't mm-hmm. directly affect this. If they wanted to do it, they could absolutely do it. So, um, yeah, man, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. I'm I'm really happy with this movie. I think that these are some great scores for it. If you haven't figured it out, highly recommend this movie. Like you yes. should just go see it. Definitely. I don't even think you need to see the first two to see it. You definitely I don't think you need to see all of the rest of the MCU films to see this. Like I felt about Ant Man. I think that was my you biggest. Probably just watch Infinity War and watch this joint for. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I mean, again, you can do five joints. You know what I mean, but. I think if you watch Volume One, Volume Two, the Christmas special, and this, yeah, you'll have you'll have enough you'll have you'll have enough to where you won't feel like lost right. or left out. If that one thing where he's like, "Yep, yeah, we almost lost," even the way he says it in passing, like, "Yeah, kind of caused the whole half the universe yeah. to 
you know, whatever, like. Yeah, between that and like, I was about to say the elevator, but they were in the elevator. The whole part from the trailer where he's breaking down everything that's happened to him and never co-signs it. Yeah, like between that, those right there, you have pretty much everything you need to know. Everything you need, it's wrapped up. I just think it yeah. puts a really nice bow on it. And and I'm very satisfied with, with the Guardians arc and where it's come to. So, having said that, I want to thank you two gentlemen hanging out for us to knock out this episode of spoiler boys for those of you who are watching um we love to hear what your thoughts are uh feel free to shoot those down in the comments um drop us a message wherever you happen to be watching this um or if you're listening to it on podcast services do the same thing there um make sure you're logged and loaded so that every time we upload a new episode of spoiler boys you know these things are kind of sporadic they're not regular because we do them as things release mm-hmm. you know there's going to be spoiler boys for secret invasion like it just it has to happen Right, so generally the big movies, the MCU stuff, you'll get a Spoiler Boys episode. So just make sure you're logged in and that you're following. So when we post a new episode, it's there for you and you get a notification. So you'll know. Um, having said that, for myself, Gage, for Coop, for Sin, and a shout out to Jokes who couldn't make it to this episode. Um, we are loading snacks. This has been the Spoiler Boys for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Thank you. With that, we're out. Tools and lose. Loading snacks.